0: These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the
1: leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
0: Hello, everybody. My name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be discussing Rosaria Butterfield's convocation address at Liberty University. This is a big deal, and here's why this is a big deal. First of all, this is a very large platform in which Rosaria Butterfield is taking aim at Side B theology and those who perpetuate it, and she is naming names in that, some names that we have mentioned in the past on this channel in great detail. Secondly, and perhaps more importantly, this is Liberty University taking a stand against Side B theology and bringing in a subject matter expert to combat it. So, Liberty University is taking a stand against. A heresy, one of the most pervasive heresies right now in the evangelical church for sure. Because the mainline churches are all about promoting the gay. And a lot of, and Catholics now, are tolerating it as well. So, in evangelicalism, the gay has to work through Side B theology to infiltrate the church. And that is what Liberty University took a stand against by having Rosaria Butterfield deliver a convocation address at their college. So I think this is a huge W. So we're going to get into what exactly she says and, you know, provide a little bit more context as needed. And, uh, but first I want to let you know, Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. You can support us over at EvangelicalDarkWeb.org slash join. That's our Patreon-like system. We have more articles than videos or podcasts, so be sure to check out the website, and that's linked in the description below as well. But the least you can do is like this video, subscribe to the channel, to the podcast, if you are new. So with that said, we're going to hop on over to YouTube and watch this convocation address. We're going to start at the 56-minute mark, almost at the 57-minute mark.
2: indwelling sin. And I learned that born-again Christians have Christ's resurrection power to actually fight indwelling sin. I learned to die to sin and live in Christ, to ask help from other Christians, and to give the sin of homosexuality no quarter. Christians are called to starve sin and mortify it.
0: So I want to pause right there because clearly she's you know, referencing No Quarter November, which is kind of a Doug Wilson thing. I think that's a pretty pointed reference. Uh, and much of her speech up to this point has been her sharing her personal testimony about how she used to be a lesbian, used to be a lesbian activist, and was convicted by the Holy Scripture. So she was convicted, becomes a Christian, and... Now we're kind of turning into her discussing her upcoming, some of the topics in her book. I believe it's not upcoming anymore. It's actually out. So there's your context for where she's at in her speech. We're about to transition, but she's making some concluding remarks about her conversion.
2: Cling to Christ and to grow in the grace of his knowledge, righteousness, and holiness. And I also learned one other thing you cannot bypass repentance and get to grace. The way to grace is through your repentance. And after we repent and turn away from our indwelling sin, and maybe we have to do that a thousand times a day, I really do get that, we must cultivate what God loves. And when it comes to the creation of men and women, What does God love? He loves biblical marriage. I started to think of my lesbianism as a false identity and my life as a lesbian as a season, albeit a long season, of sinful confusion. I prayed that God would make me a godly woman and if God willed, a godly wife. And I was now repulsed by the sin of my own lesbianism, even as I still experienced the feeling of it. I learned that's what it means to go to war with your sin. The Lord answered my prayers and a year later, I met and then married Kent Butterfield, my husband now. for over 22 years. God has allowed me to be a wife, and a mother, and a grandmother, a a pastor's wife, and a servant in the church. I count my family and church as God's greatest earthly blessings to me. And I have come to learn that while homosexuality is part of my biography, it is not part of my nature.
0: So, you know, if you're keeping track of the crowd reaction, very positive up to this point. Now, it does seem like it, she will step on their toes a little bit later in this uh, speech. So I, I just think you know, it's very interesting. She has a crowd very bought into her story here. It's a good speech. And I'd encourage you to listen to it all.
2: But the world that we live in, our anti-Christian age, disagrees. It believes once gay, always gay, along with a host of other lies. If I had a dollar for how many times some gay Christian told me that my problem is internalized homophobia, I'd be a really wealthy woman. Indeed, five lies of our anti-Christian age have coiled their way from the world to the church. And I have nothing to stand on. I used to believe all of these lies as once. And what are the five lies? Well, we just covered one of them. Homosexuality is normal. The second lie is that pagan spirituality is kind and inclusive. The third lie is that feminism is good for the church and the world. That should get a little something out of you guys. I'll take it. The fourth lie is that transgenderism is normal. And the fifth lie is that modesty for women is outdated and dangerous.
0: You know, it's funny. My most watched video on this channel is me calling out the immodesty of a man and how many women rushed to my comment section to defend that. It was uh, Charles Metcalf, the cross-dressing pastor at, you know, Transformation Church, uh, and people saying he's not... You know, wearing women's clothes, even though he's not clearly not wearing men's clothes. So, you know, but yes, modesty steps on a lot of toes, and she's big on that.
2: These lies, which have entered the church and the Christian college, have one thing in common they discourage repentance of sin, and they encourage the pride of victimhood. And these lies have a subtle appearance because Satan is a liar who specializes in the persuasive lie of the half truth. Let me give you some examples. Have you ever heard that same sex attraction is a sinless temptation and only a sin if you act on it? Or that people who experience same sex attraction are actually gay Christians called to lifelong celibacy Or that people who experience same-sex attraction rarely, if ever, change and therefore should never pursue heterosexual marriage. Or that sex and gender are different and that God doesn't care about whether men live as men and women live as women because all you need to do is grow in the fruit of the Spirit as though the fruit of the Holy Spirit can grow from sin. I have heard...
0: So what she's describing is side-B theology. These are... Uh, I counted four distinct ideologies, tenets of side B theology. The biggest ones that I focus on on this channel is um, homosexual and transvestite identity, and um, the idea that the attraction in and of itself is not sinful, even though it is sinful, because attraction is rooted in our desires. We don't desire, or we're not attracted to that which we do not desire, or in our flesh. So... Those are two of the ones that I fixate on. Obviously, she focuses also on the idea of sexual orientation being a fixed aspect of our humanity and identity. So, sexual orientation theory, which, again, not biblical. It's an unbiblical premise that many Christians have adopted. I actually talk about the idea of sexual orientation in my upcoming book, Winning Not Winsome. Uh, And it looks like she talks about this in her book as well.
2: All of these lies, and just in the last year, from Christian ministries, and this is where I name names, and I'm an English professor, so I call this Citing My Sources. (laughs) Revoice. Preston Sprinkle's Exiles in Babylon Conference, sponsored by his heretical Center for Faith, Sexuality, and Gender, and crew. Mm. I got three seats, people.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft,
2: fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health.
0: So she names revoice movement. So the the revoice is often interchangeable with the side B theology movement. Now side B theology is their terminology. Uh, it's basically, it's a term that's derived from discography uh, because side A is um, acceptance. That's a shorthand for acceptance. Side B is I guess the flip side of that. Um, so it's a reference to discography, I think. And it's, basically a halfway measure between that and what they would call side X, which is X gay. It's a shorthand for X gay. So, which is the biblical position, by the way. So she calls out revoice. Revoice is a conference. It's also an ongoing ministry. Like they have a few staffers and we talk about revoice a lot on this channel. Uh, I do have an upcoming story to write about them. So be sure to, check out the Evangelical Dark Web newsletter so you don't miss it, because it might not be a video. And then she talks about Preston Sprinkle. Now, Preston Sprinkle is someone who makes a living being a subject matter expert on this subject that he's most heretical on. And one of the reasons why I think he's able to do this is because he's extremely well credentialed academically. This starts with the Master's Seminary. He's also one of the big schools in England. Uh, I want to say Oxford or something, but very well credentialed academically. And this allows him to infiltrate safe spaces that evangelical, you know, not evangelical dark web, but evangelical ministries prop him up because of his academic credentials. And oh, you went to master seminary, so you're solid, right, Francis Chan? You know, uh, so. They just give him a pass on a lot of these things, even though his views are completely liberal. And he's alright with the term gay Christian. And stuff like that. And he's throwing his own revoice conference coming up next year, which we've talked about. So, and then the third one is Crew. Now, Crew has been pushing the Side B theology for a while. Rachel Gilson was one of the people responsible for that. She's now with the Gospel Coalition's Tim Keller Center, which should tell you everything you need to know about Tim Keller and the Gospel Coalition, or at least that's a hint. So those are some of the names. I'm not wholly fleshed out on the ins and outs of how Crew is operating, but Crew has been woke for a while, and this is one aspect of being woke, is being woke on the gay issue.
2: And I have believed these lies too, and not only as a Christian, and I have repented publicly, as a Christian in my book to you in articles, and these people can do the same. We don't throw people away, but without repentance, we don't trust them. We trust repentance saints, not just people with flashy ministries. <laughs> Biblical doctrine matters, and it sets the course for your life. Christian compassion for the sinners, like the sinner I used to be, means walking with them through the gritty battle of hating and fighting sin through the power of Christ and living for righteousness through his Holy Spirit. Christian compassion does not coddle, humanize or domesticate sin. Christian compassion does not believe that man is more merciful than God. Christians do not encourage sinners to come out as gay or trans in order to be quote unquote missional. This is a mission that leads everybody to hell. And if you are a Christian whose indwelling sin is marked by sexual or gender confusion, I really do get it, I've made that case. But be warned, there is a particular way that empathy with people who sin in the same way that you do works against your sanctification and their salvation. The biblical truth is that homosexuality and transgenderism are found in the flesh, forbidden in the law, and overcome in the Savior.
0: So the thing that I want to highlight that she said is that when people, you know, want, when Christians want to hang around people who sin as they do, uh, they have a common sin burden She's saying that one of the pitfalls of that is that you can be a hindrance to each other. And I think that's definitely true in, you know, the whole abuse survivor situation in the church. You see that a lot there. And also with a lot of people who come from homosexual backgrounds and then want to stay in those backgrounds as well. You see that a lot. And that's why a lot of those people go the side B route instead of going... You know, they could just be living quiet, peaceful lives with this story in their background, so to speak. Which one would be better for their salvation? Or you have, like, the certain, you know, OnlyFans type of women that comes to Christ and then they they still keep their OnlyFans mindset, so to speak, in terms of social media marketing personalities. You see that on social media sometimes. So there's a, a lot of this type of uh, thing. Uh.
2: Do we measure up? No, he measures up for us. The fact that flesh loves sin doesn't make sin lovable. As a believer, you cannot have a secret love of sin and an authentic love of Christ. I stole that line from my husband, he said it last week in his sermon. (laughs) (laughs) The Puritan Thomas Watson says, Christ is never loved till sin be loathed. And the fact that you did not choose the sin of your flesh does not make it somebody else's responsibility. Sin doesn't make you a victim, you make yourself a victim by not driving a fresh nail into your choice sin every day or a thousand times a day and fighting your sin until it's dead. God established a natural order in the creation of male and female that is good. And you will be the man or woman that God made you to be here on earth and in heaven and in the new Jerusalem or hell with its eternal fire. God's pattern of male and female finds its earthly purpose in biblical marriage. And a world that denigrates biblical marriage or delays it unnecessarily or grows in its homosexuality and transgenderism is a world cursed, not blessed. And what about the people who will be single either because of widowhood or providence? Singles are needed and beloved in the family of God. So what about you, dear Liberty students? Are you crushing sin in Christ or coddling it through some of the trash theology that I mentioned before that masquerades as Christian? May God give you strong faith. faith. selfless courage, and wise discernment as you answer the most important question, and I want you to answer it today. I want you to answer it right now. Choose this day whom you will serve. The lies of our anti-Christian age, the idol of LGBTQ+, or the God who made you male and female, image bearers all, divinely patterned for the purpose of building strong Christian marriages, families, churches and communities and calling those outside of Christ to repent of sin and come in where even in suffering it is safe and good and purposeful. So it's my question to you, choose this day whom you will serve. Thank you.
0: So, that is the convocation, and the convocation is basically like, a, in, in the academic settings, basically a speech that you have to go to, an assembly you have to go to. So, that's what it is. Um, is that a sermon? No, I just want to make this clear that's not a sermon. That's someone giving their testimony, and then basically a summation of their book that's already out. So, that's kind of the function of that. It's not a sermon. Uh, so... And that's not a church service, that's a school. So, it's a Christian school, because schools can, in fact, be Christian. As well as families, and also nations. So, uh, I just wanted to say that at the end, because I have heard that as an objection to this speech. I just don't think it holds water, because this is an academic setting, and she's academically credentialed. And, far be it from her, you know, she goes... I know she's Presbyterian. I believe she goes to a psalm-singing exclusive church um, that her husband pastors. So I don't think if this was approaching female preaching, she would have objected. Um, So with that said, this is a huge deal that Liberty University made this a convocation, going back to the definition of convocation, that they want their students to know and be equipped with the knowledge and discernment to fight the gay infiltration in the church, that's big. Liberty University's taking a stand here and um, Rosaria Butterfield's taking a stand and we've talked about her stand in the past and she continues to do great work on this subject but very interesting to see Liberty come down on the right side on this. good sign for that school. Um, you' love to see that. So anyway, big story. There it is. My name is Ray. This is the Evangelical Dark Web. If you like what I had to say, make sure you drop that like button. But otherwise, let me know what you think about what I think, and I will catch you on the next one.
2: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.